So if you haven't already, if you could please become a patron of the podcast, that would be great. It might require that you actually go to your computer and go to patreon.com. That's patreon.com. Go to Psychology in Seattle on patreon.com and become a patron of the podcast. If you become a patron, you get access to our exclusive episodes, and you also know that part of your pledge goes towards different charities that we support. And also, patrons get uh, preferential treatment when it comes to emails and other kinds of podcast parties that we have. We just recently had a Skype call-in that was only available to our upper echelon patrons, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have another one in which all patrons can participate in. So if you haven't already, do so now. Become a patron of the podcast. Go to patreon.com. If you haven't already, you know you should. And if you already have, you know it's rad. So come join the rad people on the rad side of the fence. Become a patron. Today, I thought I would just read some patron emails. But before that, I'll introduce the podcast. It's called Psychology in Seattle. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a licensed therapist, and I'm also a professor. This email is from patron Liz. She says, Hey, Kirk, I just listened to your interview with Dr. Michelle Finley. You mentioned that upon interviewing her, she seemed well-differentiated and have used the term at other times. Could you maybe talk about what that word means in the psychology world? Also, Paulette is perfection. I love her honesty and quick wit. Hugs from Manitowoc County, or I, I added the county part because isn't it Manitowoc County or is it a town too? Anyway, patron Liz, Manitowoc made famous by the awesome documentary Making a Murderer. Uh, I've, I've communicated with patron Liz before. So yeah, well differentiated or differentiation is a complicated topic, and I didn't quite understand it until after, I don't know, a few years of studying it and, you know, coming back to it and thinking more and coming back to it. So it's it's kind of complicated, but I'll try to explain it. It's part of Murray Bowen's natural family systems theory, or what often is just called Bowenian theory. And if you're a patron I believe it's a premium episode in which you have access to, in which I go, I think I talk for a few hours about Poinian theory. It's pretty complicated. There's a lot of nuances to it. But his most famous concept, Murray Bowen's most famous concept within his, within Bowenian theory is the concept of differentiation. If If someone is differentiated, they can do two things well. And if they're undifferentiated, they do these two things not so well. They can differentiate between their what is what is sometimes called the emotional guidance system and their reasoning guidance system. This is pretty complicated, but essentially differentiation means that uh, you can differentiate between your intellect and your emotional impulses. For instance, say you're at work and your boss insults you in front of a bunch of people and you have an impulse to throw a book at his face and you quickly think about it and differentiate between your impulse to throw a book and your thinking, your reasoning, which is throwing a book at his face would not be a good idea. 
And in those instances, if you can differentiate between the impulse and the thought and the logic, so to speak, then you are differentiated. For undifferentiated people or fused people, these people have a hard time differentiating. And so they will confuse their logic with their reasoning and their emotions, and they will throw a book at their boss's face and think that they had thought it through or, or think that it, it was actually a good idea in the moment. And then later on, they'll actually regret it. They might act like they wanted to do it, but in reality, they, they regret it. So that's one crude example of differentiating between thoughts and feelings. Another one that is often not used is when you actually want to follow your emotions and you can't determine if your emotions and thoughts are differentiated or not. So, for instance, say you are feeling compassion for someone. You're in a fight. I'm making this scenario up as I go. Let's see where you know what comes out of my mouth. Let's say you're in a fight with your spouse, and you think, geez, we're in a fight right now. And I should probably, uh, f- you know, continue to fight with her <laughs> or something. And there's a part of your emotion that is actually quite sad about the fight and, and actually has a lot of compassion for your spouse and actually wants to reach out and hug your spouse. Well, in, for undifferentiated people, they might have difficulty accessing those emotions and and acting upon them. Whereas differentiated people would be able to recognize the love and compassion and patience within them and actually enact that out. So, so it, it, the, the concept of differentiation in the past and to some extent in the language, it privileges thought over emotion. It, It considers thought to be superior to emotion. It never says that explicitly, but Often that's how it is used in practice. And, and pure Bowenian people will say that that is ridiculous. And, and I'm glad they think that's ridiculous because that doesn't uh, fit the reality of health for people. But, but it's often used that way, you know, for undifferentiated people. That, that term tends to be used for people that are impulsive and tend to use their emotions too much. But it can work in the reverse. People who use their thinking too much, their logic too much, can also be undifferentiated. Okay, so undifferentiated means, again, differentiated between your thoughts and your feelings. But it also is the ability to differentiate between yourself and other people. So differentiation means those two things. Differentiation, you know, in your, in your own psyche and differentiation interpersonally. And when undifferentiated people get engaged with others, they tend to get wrapped up in other people's emotions and they have difficult, they have a difficult time differentiating their emotions from other people's emotions. For instance, when, uh, again, just going to spouse, again, let's just see what happens to come out of my mouth. Your spouse comes home from work and she's upset at her boss and that, and she's anxious. She's she's upset. She doesn't know what to do, and she she's kind of worried about something. 
Well, it's natural to have empathy in that situation. It's natural to be worried for your spouse. But it's a whole other thing to let that worry of that other person cloud your judgment and and ruin your evening. If a part of you is saying, hey, it's her problem, I'm here to help her, and I'm here to listen, but it's not my problem. The ability to differentiate between yourself and other people is a functional thing in that moment. You want to be able to differentiate yourself from the other person. It doesn't mean that you distance yourself, but it means that you recognize that they are having their experience and I am having my experience. And if I want to, I can actually separate from their experience if I think it's helpful. For instance, in that example, when your spouse comes home from work and is upset, your spouse actually needs you to stay differentiated so that you can listen without falling apart. In order to be supportive, you have to be differentiated. Otherwise, you'll fall apart in the face of everyone else's distress. And people will do that. You'll see people will become quite aroused and, and uh, distressed around other people's difficulties, particularly people close to them, and particularly when they feel responsible somehow. So... So that's the ability to differentiate. Also, differentiation, again, just want to emphasize, often sometimes gets confused for distance, but it is not distance. If you notice in my example, a differentiated person is better able to provide support and compassion and remain close to someone in the face of their difficulties. Undifferentiated people or fused people will tend to distance themselves from difficult, the difficulties of other people because they have a hard time dealing with it, or they become enmeshed and become over-involved in the other person. So they're either too close or they're too far away, and they don't balance that togetherness and, and separateness. And Bowen, his overall theory was just that, that all of life and all of nature. That's why it's called natural family systems, because he believed that this force was, he, it was sort of like the force in Star Wars. He believed that, you know, there was a force that was in all natural systems and that that force was a, was a force between togetherness and separateness. So, uh, you know, like, water for, I don't know if you use this example, but you know how water kind of sticks together, right? But it also wants to get away from itself. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good example, but it wasn't just human beings. It, he, he felt that this was true about, about all things. And so knowing that balance and being healthy about that balance is being differentiated. Uh, other kinds of examples of being different, you know, undifferentiated from other people is uh, sometimes in marriages, the spouses will become over involved in each other's lives. A common example is being enmeshed regarding money. And say you have a, you know, married couple and the husband is spending too much money on cars or too much money uh, doing X, Y, or Z. Well, the ability for a couple to differentiate and remain differentiated in the, because, and say the wife or the spouse, the male, you know, whoever, whatever gender we want to put to it, say the spouse of this guy does not want to spend money on cars and doesn't value that at all. Well, the ability to, for the couple to 
to remain differentiated through this process is uh, challenged in this moment. And for you know, uh, if, if they're fused, then there are a couple results. One is is that the spouse will become obsessed, and I've seen this with the husband's spending habits, and will become controlling emotionally or you know in in practical ways like actually saying i'm i give me your paycheck i'm gonna i'm gonna monitor everything and then the couple will proceed to enter into a homeostasis in which the spouse is very controlling and upset a lot of time and monitoring while the husband is slowly trying to get away with things and being passive and and so in those situations it's it's they're very enmeshed, and it's not functional. Another undifferentiated example, and there, there are many, but another, another un, undifferentiated example is the husband goes and just spends money without checking with his spouse and says, uh, oh, by the way, I bought a new Lamborghini, and the spouse is upset but doesn't exert to overt control, but it resorts to passive-aggressive control through... I don't know, denying him sex or being mean in some other way or being overly distant and depressed or something. And so these are examples of fusion in not the ability to, not having the ability to differentiate between the two people and particularly with money. A healthy couple can differentiate as they can remain differentiated as they are moving through those conversations. It's not that the finances need to be separate, but it's that as they work together as a team, they are able to listen to each other while asserting their own and noticing their own wants and desires. The husband is able to say, look, I really want this Lamborghini. It's been my life dream to own this thing. You know, is it okay if I spend this money on this thing? And then the spouse says something like, well, uh, you know, I don't want you to spend money on this Lamborghini because money's not that abundant and I don't give a crap about a Lamborghini. Could you buy a, a Ferrari instead or a Porsche instead or something? I don't know. Or could you buy a used Lambo or could you buy a less or could you wait a little bit or or maybe could you get a, a higher paying job? Or, and then the negotiation happens, maybe with a little tension, but each person is listening to the other person and valuing the other person's position while at the same time asserting their own desire. And, and over time, as they discuss this, and it might take a number of discussions, they come to an agreement. And it doesn't really matter what the agreement is. Maybe the guy even buys a more expensive Lamborghini in the end. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that each person feels as though they were respected and heard and that their feelings were, um, you know, a part of the equation. That's being able to differentiate between yourself and other people. This is, these are my needs. I understand, and I understand your needs and they are different and your needs are over there and my needs are over here. But I also know that we both want to work together on this. And how can we do that? And for some couples that I work with, I actually will, this will be one of the sole things that we talk about is money and 
being able to make decisions around it. Not because I care that much about money, but because it becomes so emblematic of other kinds of conversations where they don't necessarily listen to each other or assert themselves. And so one of the things that we'll, we'll talk about is, you know, just how do they work out money and how do they, how do they perceive the other person's spending of money when the other person spends money in a way that, you know, the other person doesn't want them to, can they understand why they're doing that? You know, that's a, that's a very, it's a very emotionally laden uh, process and through that process, people can practice dif- becoming more differentiated. And that's the big thing here is that we, according to Bowen, and I think according to my experience, we emerge from childhood with a particular level of differentiation. And, and as, as just a shortcut, Bowen actually had a scale from zero to 100. And say you emerge from childhood at a differentiation level of 50. And he actually believed that was pretty high. He believed very few people were in the, you know, upper upper third. It was most people were in the middle or lower. And so say you emerge at 50. Well, as you become stressed, your number will go down to 30 and you'll be you'll act more symptomatically and you'll you'll be more problematic you'll have more difficulty differentiating between your thoughts and your feelings you'll be more impulsive you'll make more mistakes you'll be more stressed out you will tend to be more reactive to other people when your when your life is not very stressful you might act as if you're an 80 you might be extremely mature and able to handle all sorts of things because your life is not stressful you're you're not sick your job is going well everything around you is, is fine you know so there's a there's a there's a range of what you will act like but there's sort of a baseline differentiation level that you have but with practice bowen and this is all bowen's therapy approach was how each of us can practice being more differentiated given the circumstances and it's complicated and there's a, there, there's a certain amount of going back to your family of origin and working on fusion and, and detriangulation and all that kind of stuff. If you want to know more about that, go to the premium episode. But in a nutshell, there, there are a number of things, including thinking in the moment, how can I remain differentiated? For instance, people can say they're in in that fight with the money with their spouse, they can say, okay, what are my wants? How do I feel about this? What do I want? And and just really kind of establish that. Who who am I? Where am I? What are how, you know, what's me? And then, okay, what's them? Where are they coming from? Forget about me. Let's think about them. What are, where are they coming from? What do they want? Okay, back to me. What do I want? What do they want? What do I want? What? How does this come together? How can I acknowledge what the other person wants? How can I acknowledge what I want? How can we work this out? Because certainly I can't have what I want if it conflicts with what the other person wants because that's not fair. We sh- there should be some kind of way that this ends up being fair for everybody. What you'll find is that undifferentiated people will have a hard time empathizing and they'll be clouded by their own feeling they will feel betrayed or they'll feel put upon or they'll they'll feel as though it's worthless to spend money on that. 
And that will overshadow their ability to differentiate between themselves and other people and say, you know, there is another person with a whole other set of feelings. So uh, that that's me rambling about differentiation. But let me just rattle off some some qualities of people who are differentiated here. So people who are differentiated tend to have less emotional reactivity. They tend to have the ability to calm their emotions. They can make more thoughtful and intentional decisions that they don't regret later. They tend not to give in to pressure from other people. So they tend not to give in to peer pressure. They are less vulnerable to stress. They, re, they recover quicker from stress. They tend to be more independent. They are less prone to being triangulated in other people's conflicts. They have the ability to extricate themselves from emotional entanglements. They have fewer physical problems, emotional problems, and social problems. They can have closeness with others without getting lost in the relationship. You know, you might know someone like this. You, you might even be this way yourself, where you engage in a romantic relationship and then you lose your own identity. And then you break up and then your identity reemerges and you think, who the hell was I this past three years? I was just ad- adapting to this other person's life. Well, that's, you know, that's, an ev- that's evidence of fusion. Also, people who are differentiated tend to have more fulfilling relationships in general, so that, and they just tend to be happier. People at lower levels of differentiation are more emotionally reactive. They react with, you know, they tend to have bad tempers, or they tend to become sad very easily, or they just overreact in general. They have difficulty engaging in thoughtful behavior. They have difficulty saying no to people. They tend to be more critical of others and more judgmental of others. They are, they are overly concerned about approval. They are more dependent on other people. They're more prone to triangulation into other people's conflicts, enmeshment, disengagement, conflict, and cutoff from, you know, in terms of relationships. They have difficulty making decisions. They have, a, they have greater physical problems. This was an interesting thing that Bowen observed, and there, are, there is some research that demonstrates this, that people who are lower on the differentiation level tend to have more illnesses and more physical pains and just more physical issues. It makes sense, right? If you're stressed out more and your relationships aren't going well, it makes sense that your life would end up in a place and your body would end up in a place where you would just have a greater risk of having certain conditions. People who are fused or undifferentiated tend to have more emotional problems and social problems. And they have difficulty communicating directly to other people. So they'll tend to either not communicate or they will tend to communicate very indirectly and in confusing ways, passive ways. And they also tend to repeat problematic relationships rather than learning from their mistakes. So if you know someone that tends to have the exact same dysfunctional relationship over and over again, that person in all likelihood is what we call undifferentiated. And the reason why people have a particular differentiation level has to do with the way their family system was 
as they were growing up. Some children get targeted more than other children with the parent's fusion. They, these children tend to be triangulated more into the relationship and therefore emerge from childhood having a lower differentiation level than their parents. The other siblings who are spared the main triangulation tend to emerge with a higher level of differentiation than their parents. It's all very, you know, uh, general, generally speaking. Certainly you can have two triangulated children into the parental uh, system, but uh, that's, that's the idea. And so there are – plus you can have multi-generations of low differentiation if you have – two parents that are, say, 50, and they target the first daughter with all their problems, that child emer- that daughter emerges with a number of 40. And then she, she, and the other thing that Bowen said, you tend to match up with people at the same differentiation level. Whenever I tell students that, they tend to gasp because they think back to all their different partners and they think, you know, as I'm lecturing, they're like, well, clearly that boyfriend was undifferentiated. That boyfriend was undifferentiated. That guy was undifferentiated. My ex-husband, he was undifferentiated. And then I lay on them, by the way, you, you know, if, um, if all of your past spouses you think had lower differentiation level, then so do you in all likelihood and you're just in denial of it. One of the things that people do... In, and this is why Bowen's theory is just so brilliant because it, it, it pans out so many times, is people who are undifferentiated but tend to be tend to prefer the role what they call overfunctioner, they will tend to attract underfunctioners, people who are losers that irresponsible, they exhibit more symptoms. And these two people exist in a system that works symbiotically in that the overfunctioner is allowed to exhibit their fusion through their spouse and the un, the seemingly undifferentiated spouse is able to remain dependent on the overfunctioner meanwhile the overfunctioner is very critical and controlling and the system becomes stable other people get triangulated into that system and blah 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 it's very complicated but the point is is that the theory goes that in general people tend to attract people of the same differentiation level. And if a lot of your partners have had low differentiation, then you want to look at how you might be one of the undifferentiated over-functioners, as Bowen called them. And the idea is not to shame yourself for low differentiation, but to be aware of it and to try to manage it as best you can. And also try to actively over time differentiate yourself from your childhood figures. That doesn't mean that you separate yourself from them. That's different. Remember differentiation has to do with being able to have the ability to uh, differentiate between yourself and other people and differentiate between your thoughts and your emotions. So for instance, as an example, you might go back home to Thanksgiving and you might practice as best you can differentiating yourself, holding on to your own identity in the face of your family. When people walk into their family home and their siblings are there and their parents are there and you know everyone's there, it's really hard to remain differentiated through that experience because we tend to get pulled back into the collective. And there's nothing wrong with the collective. 
but it tends to eliminate your identity and make you fused. Well, if you can practice as best you can, then then sometimes that can help you in your overall life regarding differentiation. All right, well, I didn't intend on talking about differentiation that long, so let's wrap up this podcast episode. Again, please become a patron. If you like this sort of thing, go to patreon.com, become a patron of the podcast. Come on, people, show some love, show some love. You can also show love by emailing us or by reviewing us on iTunes or I don't know, what else could you do? Just think nice thoughts. If you're a religious person, say a prayer. I don't know. Do what you can because we're all in this together. And every time that we do episodes, we're thinking directly about you, the listener. This isn't an impersonal thing of just like, you know, throwing it out there to the internet. There's, you know, not a huge group of people that listen to this podcast, but the people who do listen are loyal people and like us particularly, you know? And so I feel as though I'm speaking directly to a small, you know, group of people. And so let's all do what we can to enhance each other's lives, right? And that does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining me. Please take care of yourself. Stay differentiated because you deserve it. Yeah.